cliffcentral.com I have a very dramatic announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Unreal. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unchanged. Unadulterated. Unbelievable. Cliffcentral.com listening to Professor David Block, and it's my singular joy and pleasure each week to take you into onto a journey. The journey might be one of space, the journey might be one of the macrocosm, the cosmos out there, or the topic might be to do with looking up within the microcosm, uh, but it's always focused on science on the person, on attitude, on motivation, on a sense of being, on a sense of integrity, on a sense of purpose, on a sense of mission, on a sense of journey. So today our um, coverage is going to be entitled something very exciting. I'm entitling this Galaxy Collisions um, in the Heavens Above... And on earth below, galaxy collisions in the heavens above and on earth below. Now, we've got a caller waiting for us, and uh, her name, I believe, is Ashley. And, Duncan, let's get Ashley on the line, and you interact with me. Ashley. Hi, Professor. How are you? I'm looking up, and how are you? (laughs) Not too bad, thanks, Pop. It's awesome Um, to hear your uh, voice across the miles and to know that... (laughs) You following cliffcentral.com. Now, oh, just, just by means of a little introduction to all our listeners, I must say that, uh, of course, while I study galaxies every day and while our theme is galaxies in collision, um, galaxies, Duncan, have been colliding down here at Vitz, uh, as you've probably heard, Duncan. There have been some serious atomic bombs there. Sad, sad news, Professor. It's very, very, very sad news. And so uh, I am so thrilled that um, uh, Dr. Hutchison has called in, Ashley Hutchison, because she uh, is uh, someone who is deeply committed to the cause of truth and of integrity and of uh, excellence uh, at the university from which I come, Wits University. And uh, Ashley, let's go back to the beginning days because this has been so much in the news lately. Initially, uh, there was a call, of course, for fees uh, to be, for fees not to be increased. Now, no, did, of course, Pop, yes. That's right. Now, how did you feel about it initially, Ashley? Let's not rush it. You know, when we look up, we have to take things easy. No, of course. Look, to be perfectly honest, um, I was very, very supportive of the initial protest for yes. the 0% increase. Yes. And I really commend the students' efforts for making this happen. Absolutely. 
what I'm very concerned about, however, at the moment, is that there seems to still be disruptions at universities across South Africa. That is true. And, I mean, as a lecturer, I'm just really worried about my students writing the exams and passing. Yes. This is really vital to their future. Yes. And, you know, they need to continue with their careers. Yes. I just really hope that, I mean, these protests have been extremely successful, but I think the time now is really should be focusing on exams. Yes. And if we want to support education... Um, you have to do this by actually writing your exams. Otherwise, it's contradictory to the cause. Now, and, absolutely yes. so. Now, Ashley, uh, when the protests first started out, uh, as I recall, there was only one item on the agenda, and that was one of fees. Now there seems to be a, a whole plethora of agendas thrown in nationally, in fact, uh, would you like? How do you? How does that take you as 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 a lecturer, Edwards? Well, look, um, I remember about two weeks ago, uh, almost two weeks ago to this day, I went to this university as usual on Wednesday. Yes. And the police were there, and they yes. actually told me to go home. The police told Initially, you to go home. I was, yeah, I was not very impressed because you know I had a lecture that day. Yes. And I really wanted to. I didn't want to let my students down. Yes. So I had to go home. I was not allowed into this. Yes. The entrances were blocked. Is that so right? So I just left, yeah, and I, I mean, I really was worried. I didn't know that it would last for two weeks. Yes. And again, like I said, I do support the cause. Yes. But the initial cause. Yes. The 0% increase has actually been, that price has been won. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel if further issues are to be raised, they really should remain on hold until yes. exams have been completed. Yes. Now, of this course, is, of course, yeah. I have this analogy uh, with space, as you know, and that is, you know, I see each student, for example, as a jewel. Uh, I see students, as you know, I've taught since the 1970s. I see great potential in students. I, uh, I align with their deep desires to be educated and so forth. However, Mr. Mandela, whom I did meet, of course, as you know, several times, uh, he did say at the time, Ash, that uh, university was a privilege and not a right. Um, mm. Education is certainly primary education and education school is a right, of course. But how do you feel about Mr. Mandela's thoughts on universities? You know, Pat, I'm just going to be you know, extremely honest. Yes, please I really do. feel that Deserving students, regardless of their background, deserve a chance yes. at university. Yes. If they are good students, even if they come from poor backgrounds, they really deserve a chance. Yes. And I will hold on to that belief yes. for as long as I live. Yes. Yes. Um, I really, really strongly believe that. Now, now um, Ashley, of course, what's happened uh, is that politics, Duncan, has entered the arena mm. on a big scale. Mm. And uh, what's actually happened yesterday was that uh, I was sitting in the Senate room at the university. Uh, it's basically the Senate is really at the echelon of decision-making process at WITS. One has the Senate, and then you have council, and that is it. Um, and... Uh, it was, uh, it reminded me much of my days at, in the 1980s, the turbulent Fort Hare days, when the students stormed the Senate House. It was, I think one's got to draw a line 
between mm. genuine cause and other agendas. How mm. do you feel about that? Uh, do you agree with me, Duncan? That no, I absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Papa. I also agree here. Yes. So, how do you feel about? I mean, for example, yesterday you saw it's been. I'm not releasing anything confidential because it's been on on the news feeds worldwide. How did you see the? How do you, as a lecturer who has your the interests of your students so much of heart, at heart, how do you feel when you see, for example, the senators? Uh, you know, sitting there and, uh, the meeting is totally hijacked by, um, by groups. I just, uh, actually, I really, really, really cannot identify with that. Look, I, I feel extremely disappointed by those events. And what else, you know, another thing that I feel very disappointed by, which is what I actually wanted to mention. Yes. And I hope that students are listening. Yes. You know, oh, I'm sure they are. And I hope so, because, you know, there were a group of students that were saying that, you you know, they were the new management of yes, this. That's and right. this is now under their control. I saw that, and yes. I really took great offense to this, I must be honest, yes. because I have, so I'm I. a lecturer at this university, and I'm also part of this. Right. And I want what's best with it, and what's best with it is to actually continue with exams right now. Right. And let's address these issues later on. Right. These issues are not, um, sorry, Issues are not going to be addressed overnight. They are right. going to take time. Yes. But let's focus on what's important. Yes. And I really don't believe that most of the students don't want to write exams. I actually believe that most of them do. That is correct. And that is we right. should support them and respect their right mm. to do that. Now, yes. Ashley, what happens in the following scenario? Let us take a hypothetical situation, say that WITS opens, say, just hypothetically, say in two days' time, or I'm just... Just a hypothetical scenario. But let's suppose that the university opens and there are disruptions. Would you then support? And I, this is a hard question for anybody at WITS. But what does one then do if there are disruptions? Does one at that point call in the police? Or, I mean, have we reached the level now where their requests, uh, their genuine requests have been met? in terms of fees, and where other deep concerns will be addressed, but after exams. What do you do? I mean, what would you do if you drove onto campus, say the university was open on Thursday, and you drove onto the campus and the blockade's everywhere. What would you do if you were in leadership in terms of police? It's a very hard one, but, I mean, where does one no. say enough is now enough? Well, look, Puff, um, to be perfectly honest, I'm actually going to university tomorrow. I have a lecture. Yes, um, good, it is, good. It's been said now that this is going to resume its academic activities tomorrow. Yes. And I think regardless of any emails that are sent afterwards, I will be on campus yes. for my students. good. And I think the main thing is um, if people try to disrupt my lecture, yes. I'm going to ensure that my students are safe. Right. Right. And I will just, you know, tell them to pack up and leave. Yes. Unfortunately, I cannot say what the university should do in terms of calling police. No. I understand that they also, you know, want to remain in control of the situation. Yes. And once you bring in the police, you do lose some control. So I am really sympathetic to that. Yes. Um, On the other hand, it also makes me very angry, um, you know, that on the, the two weeks ago on Wednesday, when students and lecturers were not allowed to get into this. Yes. That made me extremely angry. And was that, and was that police preventing one or students preventing one? 
that was students preventing that oh, one. Oh, yes. The one two weeks yeah. ago. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now, Duncan has and, a question yeah. for you. Uh, I just want to find out. Hey, Ashley. I just want to find out from Hi, Ashley. Um, fantastic. Uh, could disruption ever be an excuse? Say now that you've been uh, complaining and complaining, but uh, your complaints are falling on deaf ears. Can disruption, being disruptive, ever be justified? Look, this is a really, really, really difficult question to answer, but it is my personal belief that if you are going to fight for the rights, your rights and other people's rights, I don't think it is ever fair to infringe on the rights of others. That, that is, is true. what I maintain. Because I know if I was a student that didn't have any difficulty paying my fees and I see all this disruption and my educator being interrupted, I would actually be really upset about it. But what I also want to touch on is uh, the culture of... Uh, Marching and taking to the streets Protesting uh, As a culture that's been adopted by the current youth From the mm-hmm. older generation Is that the right way to go? You know, taking to the streets? Look, I'm not sure I- I'm really not sure I mean, all this led to A 0% increase yes. in fees So yes. it's very difficult to say Obviously students are, you know, they want to be heard And as far as I know Most of the time the processes were very peaceful I just think that there's maybe a group of people mm. that take things too far. And I don't think we should judge the majority on what the that group of right. people do. Mm-hmm. I don't think the public should ever lose sympathy for the majority based on the actions of a few. I've got one and more question. Yes. I just want to find out, as you, the VITS lecturers, what if you guys wanted more salaries, a higher salary increase? How would you guys have approached that? Mm-hmm. And your, your complaints were falling on deaf ears. Would you have stopped educating the kids? How would you have approached it during exam time? Well, look, I can only answer for me personally. Mm. I'm not lecturing because of the money. I'm passionate about lecturing and my, yes. you know, I love my yes. students and my research. Yes. So, unfortunately, I don't think I can address your question on that because Obviously, I need money, I mean, to live on. Yes. But, I think know, what you're saying, yeah. Ashley, is that, uh, and this is interesting for listeners out there, you know, Duncan, is that I was speaking to someone who's in business, in banking, and uh, their bonus is 2 million rand a year. Mm. I asked the gentleman how old he is, and they replied 40. Mm. And so I think that people like Ashley, people like myself, simply never went into education for money at all because we do not get that. Um, uh, we, we really don't. Um, you know, uh, on the one hand, there's huge strikes and so forth, and one can sympathize deeply so with the, the whole cause. But uh, what, Ashley has said, what, what Ashley has said and what you, Duncan, have raised about our salaries, I mean, that is something that I would have thought should have deserved not corporate but governmental uh, attention years ago already is that it is very well known that you, when you lie dying, a nurse is going to look after you, but they're amongst the poorest paid amongst the economy, mm. the nursing fraternity, whereas they should be amongst the highest paid. And it's the same with doctors in government hospitals. Their salaries are not what they would be in the competitive specialist world. And, uh, you know, Duncan, when I went into uh, my career, I did a little uh, sort of an IQ test, a career aptitude test. And they said to my dad, this guy must become an actuary. And I can't. Oh, me too, Okay, so you we share that, Ash, is that you <laughs> and I do. should be actuaries. And so yes. we'd have salaries 
uh, of a few million rand bonus per year. Uh, we'd have, um, you know, we'd have more in the bank in one or two years than I would have in my bank now. The interesting thing is that I would not have the personal satisfaction of mentoring my students. Like, exactly. uh, I wouldn't have the personal satisfaction of, you know, Plutarch said the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be lit. I wouldn't have the personal satisfaction of igniting people's mindsets. Um, you are, of course, deeply involved, deeply so, and I salute you for uh, being deeply involved in the world of the most incredible research, pioneer research, Ash, cutting-edge research. I mean, when you did your presentation, this Thanks, this lady did her presentation, Duncan, and uh, I tell you, it kept me at the edge of my seat. <laughs> I almost needed a neuron to borrow just to uh, <laughs> contain my excitement. But, um, you know, I just... Uh, I just feel that it's a world out there which you can't put money to. You know, there's this tax, Ash, value-added tax. But for me, it's value-added education. And we give. We don't, you, you know, we don't give to get. We give. Is that the sort of uh, ethos you have when you do research and have other students Definitely. under you? Uh, how do you feel about the world of keeping South Africa on the cutting edge at this time? Well, honestly, I feel as an academic in my position, I owe it to the country to That's try lovely. to bring passion to, yeah. to those, you know, yes. that are my students. Yes. And when I have a passionate student in my class, it makes the world of a difference. Yes. It now, really does. Now, of course, do you actually believe, I mean, this is a hard one and it's not fair to perhaps place on you, although it's a question on everybody's mind is, the university has now said, apparently so, in an email that I got and that you've got, that it will resume its doors. Um, mm. uh, I think it's a tomorrow, Ashley. It is tomorrow. So, so now again, I mean, I have lectured in extremely dangerous conditions where volatile, let's put it, extremely volatile conditions. Duncan, I remember lecturing once at the university and I was at the front of the and there's a hall with 300 kids yeah. in the class, students. And they came to a toying from the back, the mm. disruptors. And they mm. came right to the front, right to my eyes, and said, Prof, you will put down the chalk. They didn't <laughs> actually use those gracious words. They were a slightly more um, abrasive. And I had the button of the VC on my phone, and I just pressed it. But um, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because one cannot... I mean, I used to give lectures at the University of Fort Hare with soldiers parading around with machine guns. Mm. I mean, that's wow. the other extreme. But the idea was they want to keep people safe. Now, you and I have the safety of 30,000 students at heart. What happens if there's an element of 500 who tomorrow decide, oh, no, I think the uh, university's under new management? Yes, Duncan. I think... Uh, yeah. Sorry, Duncan. Well, well I, I think uh, this, this is what I think, Professor. Yes. I think uh, yes. the strikes are going to continue yes. until the fees are absolutely for free, until education is free. So I this see. this may go on until next year because until uh, I'm a grandfather. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the students at first were 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 striking because the the fees were too expensive, yes. and now they hear that they they're going to get an increase. That just drove them mad. So I see. Yes. I think the initial idea is for the fees to be free, so they're probably going to yes. fight until yes. education is free. Yes. Now, of course, uh, Ash, that's a very difficult scenario Duncan's painted because 
if that is true, then um, there are certain sectors of students, not too many, I believe, but a certain sector of the student body who would say, well, then we're just going to continue disrupting. Uh, fortunately, I believe I have not been filled in on this in great detail, but I understand from what I've received, what our staff has received, is that uh, the SRC is right behind the Vice Chancellor, Professor Habib, yes. in ensuring that the university opens tomorrow, mm. and they've apparently signed an agreement together. In your heart, we all believe, don't we, Ashley, that it will do so. Um, but I love your idea of commitment, don't you, Duncan? That she Absolutely. says, here's a young lady, and she says, I want to be on campus for my students. I think that's extraordinary. You know, here is a young lady, a young white lady, and, you know, people are often dreadfully scared to go into any situations of conflict. And, um, you know, I suppose I grew up in an era at Fort Hare when, where I was used to machine guns around me and mm. buildings going up in smoke and so on. But uh, it's not sort of one's daily bread, Ash. Mm. Um, if, if, for example, your lectures were to be disrupted tomorrow, would you just put down your pen or your chalk or whatever you're using and stop or – I mean – you know, there's this point that Duncan's raised is if there's a long-term agenda, this could take years. Look, I mean, that is a difficult decision. As I said, the safety of my students will come first, regardless of what my personal feelings are. Mm -hmm. um, my personal feelings are I would not be embraced if someone came to disrupt my lecture. Okay, good. I would try my good. best to reason with them. Good. Um, if they cannot be reasoned with, then I will, to protect my students, I will just tell them to leave. And to protect um, yourself. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I always say my students because, I mean, to be honest, if one student pitches in my class tomorrow, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I need to be careful, but I'm not really, you know, worried about myself. Um, as a lecturer, I think you have to be quite selfless. Yes, that's lovely. And Isn't I just lovely? really want my, it's mm. so close to exams. If it mm. wasn't so close to exams, then maybe I wouldn't be so worried. But I am really worried. Yes. And I just don't want my students failing. I mean, I'm teaching mathematical modeling. Yes. It's really, really difficult as it is. Yes. And with the extra disruptions, it's really making me nervous. You know, you Professor. Know, about the pass rate. Yes. yes I, I think yes, this yes. could be a way for some students just to run away from exams and I escape agree. them. I agree. Yeah, I do agree. I agree. I think what Duncan is raising there, Ash, is a very um, important point in mm. this little talk today called galaxies in collision is that we're looking at galaxies on earth colliding and um the point really is that there seem to be the yesterday especially at senate i did notice and of course again i'm not betraying confidence because it was it went viral and went around the world but there was definitely a different there were people with different agendas at the um in the crowd outside mm -hmm. and also um unfortunately inside as well until this group was asked to leave so I think that you've got a very volatile situation. Once political genders enter examination timetables, then it is not for the cause of the students, but it really is for one's political exactly. um, uh, ethos or whatever word one wishes to use. Mm. And then, uh, but you know, Ash, I must say this, and to all our listeners, my heart bleeds at so many universities being closed, like UCT as well, 
my heart bleeds for those 99% of the students now, I believe, who want to write the exams, who want to... They've worked so hard, these mm. students exactly. have, so hard for so many years. You know, just imagine, you may have a student there whose mother is a worker at uh, a bank. She's perhaps a cleaner at a bank. Her father perhaps is um, a gardener in some building or somewhere at, um, you know, some resort. I'm just giving an imaginary scenario. And, you know, their monthly income is is so meager. And then they've worked so hard, and perhaps they've got scholarships. And they've got worked so hard, and this is their final year. Graduation mm. is just around the corner. What is going to happen, Ashley, to the graduations? Well, I don't know, Pastor. Even, you know, some of the honor students that I know of, they actually start work in December. Yes, that's so, true. I mean, that's going to be a that's huge true. thing as well if exams are postponed. Now so, you see, and also people overseas with you know that have visas and all of absolutely. that. Um, also the people that stay yes, at res. Yes, there's a whole yes, issue with that. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know. I think res closes. I could be wrong. I think it closes at the end of November or something. Yes. So if exams are extended into December, yes. I don't know what's going to happen with yes. that. Yes. So I don't know. I think the majority of students actually do want to write. That's, yes. You know, from what I gather. Yes. From the yes. news and all of that. Yes. And I just, I really hope these disruptions do stop. Um, as I said before, I was very supportive of the initial process. Yes. I really, I really was. Okay. And I commend our students. You know, I'm just looking at some, not to focus. I'm just looking at um, some beautiful quotes. Robert Frost said, and I quote, I am not a teacher, but an awakener. Um, and an anonymous proverb, education is a gift that none can take away. And there's a lovely Tibetan proverb which Duncan has brought up. A child without education is like a bird without uh, wings. And uh, George Washington Carver said, and I quote, Education is the key to unlock the golden door of uh, freedom. And uh, also, um, Aristotle said the roots of education are bitter, but uh, the fruit is sweet. Hmm. And uh, Nelson Mandela himself, and I quote, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. So here are students, 99% of them, I think now, who really want to change the world positively and who want to write the exams and who want to graduate in December and who have booked overseas trips and whose visas will expire and so yes. forth. And uh, I think that you and I, Ash, find oneself on a precipice in that one's heart bleeds so much and yet it is always the safety of the students and then secondary ourselves to, um, to ensure that uh, nobody is harmed. Exactly, possibly. I mean, you have to, I kind of feel in a way partly responsible for my students. Yes. And I try and make an effort every single year to, despite having a class of, you know, 150, 160 students, yes. I try my best to get to know each and every one of them. Wonderful. And I know that they are real yes. hardships that some of them yes. face. Now, actually, they amongst really your students, how do they feel? I mean, you must have, in, I don't know if you have interacted them by SMS or email or do you, since the closure um, and disruption. How do your students feel? Can you tell us? 
Well, look, um, my second year students, I haven't had much contact apart from, you know, emails. But your uh, honors and so on. My honors, are, they really do want to write the exams. Uh, the two that I'm supervising for their projects yes. are starting work in December. Yes. So they are very, very, very stressed out about this mm-hmm. whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. But look, I'm just going to say openly, I know that the university was closed, but... Yeah. I wasn't going to jeopardize my students' projects, so yeah. I did make a plan to meet with my two students outside of university. That's incredible. I salute you yeah, for that, Duncan. Isn't that awesome? It's applaudable, Professor. That is I know that the SRC was saying at some stage that um, lectures that arrange to meet their students outside, that they should kind of be made accountable for their actions since, you know, the university was closed. Yes. But my honest students asked for my help, and I will not turn down any student that asked for my help. Yes, yes. Via the second year, if they had to email me, I'm worried about my exams, I will make a plan to meet them somewhere. Yes. And, you know, no person will tell me otherwise because I know that that is best for my students. Right. You know, we're thinking of Albert Einstein who said, and I quote, and Duncan's just put this up on the screen, the value of a college education is not the learning of many facts, but the training of the mind to think. And I think that what is happening now is a failure to think rationally. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that uh, we've crossed the bridge of the 0% now increase, and we are. I believe we're entering a domain now of not thinking rationally, where perhaps a few... Uh, elements uh, are uh, atop of a different agenda driving this process. Um, one can think of no one better than Dr. Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream, Jr. And, um, you know, he, he again put so much emphasis, Ashley, on this. He said intelligence plus character. That is the goal mm. of true education. And one's heart bleeds. But one thing in conclusion um, that I do want to salute Ashley for today, Advits, is, Duncan, here we have a young white lecturer in our department, in our school. She's willing to go in when others are not. Mm. She's willing to be there for her students even when the university is closed. Now, I know the extreme dangers one can face when you do that. I did that at the University of Fort Hare. But uh, it is not done lightly. Uh, it, is, it is sometimes uh, a pretty volatile situation, to say the least. And I think that I have to applaud Ashley today uh, for coming online so openly, um, for being one of Witz's research stars, truly. Uh, I really regard her in that light as one of uh, Witz's truly shining research stars. Absolutely. And yet she is committed to, so committed and so, she identified, as you can hear in her voice, with the whole cause of the protest, which went national. And for that, we salute everyone involved that, uh, you know, it's got the ears of the absolute highest authorities. But now we've reached uh, a turning point in the road. The road is forking. And the fork in the road, which Ashley faces, is that her students want to write, they want to graduate, they deserve to write, they deserve to graduate. Absolutely. And I would make a public appeal 
to anyone listening on this broadcast and this feed is that uh, galaxies collide in heaven and on earth and we'll be discussing the heavenly ones in a moment but as these galaxies collide and you've got different agendas let us look at the long-term goal let us not focus at a short-term goal the the issue of outsourcing will be solved the issues being raised will be solved but we need time one of the most amazing things listeners is that the universe takes time Mm. to achieve its goals stars are not simply born yesterday and start their thermonuclear fusion and come into full fruition today it takes time it takes billions of years for baby stars to be born for stars to mature and for stars to start radiating the sort of light uh, that they do But the universe is always goal orientated And the goal of the universe Is to produce jewels Such as Ashley Hutchison uh, At the School of um, Computer Science And Applied Mathematics Because it's with such people uh, That is why Duncan, people ask me Prof, why are you still at Wits? Why don't you, for example, go and, you know, work in Australia, for example? And the reason I always say is because I've had students like uh, Mr. Zulu, one of my top scorers, nearly at 100% in engineering. Right. I have students like Ashley. I've had uh, huge numbers of students. Uh, wonderful jewels at the University of Fort Hare, many occupying the top positions in South African society today. And, um, you know, they've been SMSing me. They've been SMSing me, the ones I taught at the University of Fort Hare, and said, why let a few, you know, people who are sort of at the moment out of control, uh, you know, uh, jeopardize the careers of those wanting to write. And so I would make a very, very genial, heartfelt appeal, having lectured at Fort Fair and, you know, with my wife having been in Soweto for over 25 years and so identifying with the cause of the struggle and so forth. I would really appeal for sanity to prevail, for calmness to prevail, and for students to realize that the other goals which they do wish to see attained will be attained, but will be attained in due course. Ashley, it's just been awesome having you uh, you on the line, and uh, I trust you've encouraged multitudes to return tomorrow. I hope so. Thank you so much, Pastor. Have an awesome day. Thank you, Ashley. Okay. Bye. So we've been listening to Ashley Hutchison, who uh, is one of our lecturers on the staff at the school in which I work, the School of Computer Science and uh, Applied Mathematics, who, uh, the Dean of our faculty, Professor Helder Marks, who's been doing an awesome job uh, amidst absolute chaos yesterday. I salute him for what he has done um, in ensuring our safety and others. Duncan. Let's just think about this uh, properly. Let's, let's break it down. Okay. Because uh, you must think that uh, there was a person, a student, yes. who woke up one morning yes. and said no. This is enough Right Because I think uh, this uh, comes from one person Who woke up on a particular day Yes and, and I think that's true Yes So the the, the root cause I'm trying to, to, to trace the way okay. it all began Okay So I'm assuming that uh, a student woke up one morning And said you know what We can't do it Yes Or, or do you think Or was it a Something that affected all the students at the same time And they were like, no, no There was one particular voice who raised this Do you know who it was? 
you know, I don't think any of us will ever know the answer to that question. Um, it's very interesting what you ask. Was there one solitary person who woke up one day? Um, I don't know. Uh, all I do know is that there's a huge level of frustration. Mm. And there's a huge level of frustration with the following, that they, people believe, and students especially believe, and, and rightly so, I must say, that they really feel the government has let them down with regard to education. Yeah. That's what they believe. That's their perception, is that the government has let them down. But now the president himself has stepped in and said there will be no increases. Where did this all begin? I suppose it's just like asking the question, where did the struggle to free South Africa begin? Was it Mr. Mandela? No, it was. There were people before him. Mm. There were people like Albert Latuli uh, and, you know, people before that, presumably, who thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live in a free country and uh, so on. So the way I see these paradigm shifts, Duncan, is you always get a giant emerging. Yeah like Mandela, mm. who takes us to the next step. You always get an Albert Einstein. The hero. The hero, the Martin Luther King who says, this is enough. Now, it often takes one scenario for that person to rise up. For example, in America, do you remember the famous situation where there was a lady, um, non-white lady, who was refused to sit down on the bus? Rosa Parks, I think. That's exactly mm. right. It was Rosa. Exactly so. My word, Duncan. That is awesome. And so Rosa was refused to, um, to sit down. On, and I mean, that sparked it all. That was the incident. And I think that what we are experiencing in the current climate is that um, it's a climate, it's a mood of frustration. And I think that, um, you know, Duncan, sometimes when you and I are living out our daily lives, it takes one little small event to uh, cause an avalanche. Uh, for example, for example, you might be booking an air ticket like I've just been doing to Australia, and you might find that very, very, very frustrating. Um, things go wrong. One is not given the right information at times. And so your frustration builds up. And eventually, you know, people, anybody, Duncan, reaches a tipping point. It's mm. well known in psychology, the tipping point. Now, you know, which student actually reached their tipping point, I do not know. But you can see that this has shifted uh, from scenario A to scenario B. Scenario A was, much like uh, Cyrus said, it is only the ignorant who despise education. So that's the... Um, that's where we're at now, I want to say, is the ignorant despise education. Initially, the, it started off beautifully. Let's try and get zero increase in terms of fees. So that was a very laudable, plausible thing. But now when you get people storming the highest authorities at the universities, such as Senate, um, one has to ask the question, Duncan, and I don't know how you feel about this, but you're much younger than me and you can tell me, um, wouldn't you feel that these people are having different agendas, despising education by actually storming the very people who can help them, us? It's absolutely true, Professor. 
Honestly, a lot of people do have their own agendas. It's yes. probably people that are against the ANC, the, the ruling party. Absolutely. You, you that never is know. True. But uh, the common cause or the common good that we should all get from here, what, what I'm, I'm learning from this is that yes. uh, our youth, they want their education. They, they want to be Absolutely. educated. So that's Absolutely. the beauty. And they're willing to fight to mm. be educated mm. for free, mm. which is something that they deserve, wouldn't you mm. say, Professor? Mm. So I think that Duncan has hit on a very key word there is beauty and i've been of course at innumerable graduations over the years i can't even count or begin counting how many graduations i've been privileged to attend and you know every time i see a student whom i know perhaps has lived in a shack and that black or red gown gets placed on them the people ululate they are so excited why it is a beautiful moment. It's a moment of joy. It's a moment of achievement. It's a moment of grandeur. It's a moment of splendor. It's a moment of victory against poverty. It's a moment of victory against oppression. It is a moment of victory of knowing you are now um, graduating as Mr. or Mrs. or Miss or Doctor or so on, but you are graduating. Um, And I just feel that uh, there's the scenario of the pure in heart where they genuinely, the students genuinely sought to have a 0% fee increase. as I say, Duncan, there's ma- there are many, many, many other issues on the table, but the boiling point, and this is why I've taken the entire broadcast today, the streaming, I called it Galaxies in Collision, thinking we might go into Galaxies Above as well, but we'll do that next week. But Galaxies Below, I use this word very carefully, Galaxies. I see in students great potential. You know, Duncan, I was deeply struck by the eloquence of the students at the union buildings. I must say that. I was very struck. But, but, having said that, there were a fraction of students who went wild. And that's the problem, is there were just so many students in such a degree of control and even picking up litter at the union buildings. You know, I'm told that the Vitz students and so forth were, did, did such an incredible job of just, you know, behaving themselves. And uh, I therefore move from scenario A, Duncan, to scenario B, where it seems to me as if a person who wishes to deprive another person uh, of their right to graduate is actually going against the Constitution of the Republic of Absolutely. South Africa. I think that that is crossing the line that Mr. Mandela and others fought for. The Constitution of the Republic of South Africa. I remember interviewing advocate George Bizos Duncan in this very studio where he said to us, the every person has their place and right in the sun, according mm. to the South African uh, constitution. And uh, uh, Advocate Bezos it would be the first person to say that it would be a crime to see people, not, to deprive people of that glorious and beautiful moment to succeed and to graduate and to be kept. And so 
With this as a boiling point on every one of our news feeds in South Africa and around the world, allow me, as your little prof who's been in this game a long, long time, to tell you that we're not doing this for the money. We're not doing this for prestige. We're doing it out of love. We're wanting to ignite the hearts and the minds of our students of tomorrow. People like Professor Andrew Crouch, people like Professor Adam Habib are really, and I sincerely say this, trying their best to bring order out of chaos. And allow me to ask you one key question before you think of any disruption tomorrow. Think of the goal. Think of graduation. Think of those wanting to graduate. Think of those who've given up so much, and whose parents have given up everything for that day. Please, I plead, do not let insanity or lunacy rule and be the order of the day. This is Professor David Block, loving you and wishing you peace. Goodbye. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.